Hey, gore friends, this is Story and Mars, and here we are with another episode. Mm-hmm. And it's Mars's pick. Yep. Mars's pick. Where did you pick Mars? I picked uh, freaking insidious with our bays, James and Lee. I wanted to revisit James and Lee. I missed them so much. I was like, let's bring them back. Let's bring them back. And yeah, I decided to do Insidious. Yeah, see, this movie was a TBT and uh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but we're going to do it. Ready or not, here we go. we're back as we said we will be covering insidious for this episode um mars why did you pick this movie um to be completely honest i was debating on another movie but they took it off of shutter which made me really sad and i wanted to find something a little easier to accept uh easier to watch um for you guys listening and yeah, like I said, I wanted to revisit James and Lee, and I also wanted to give this movie another shot, because I remember watching this when it first came out, and I thought it was a little overhyped. I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie when I first saw it, so this is probably the second time of me watching it, um, you know, and yeah, just wanted to give it another shot, so those are all the reasons why I wanted to revisit this film, you know. Okay, let's dive in and see if the shot was well-deserved. Um, so if you know nothing of Insidious, it's okay. I mean, it's kind of not because it's a James Bond and Lee Winnell film and you should know everything. You should know everything (laughs) there is to know about James Bond and Lee Winnell. But no, we don't, we don't shame. You don't shame, but they're back at it again with Insidious. Uh, Lee Winnell wrote it. James Wan directed it. 2010 was the release. A whole decade has passed. 2010. I'll give you a little synopsis. Uh, IMDb says a family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called the further. Mm -mm. Ew. Mm -mm. It stars Rose Byrne as Renee. And we have Patrick Wilson as Josh, who we see in the Conjuring universe yeah. as well. Uh, we also have Lynn Shay as Elise, who we oh, recently queen. we recently oh saw in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> that's another reason teacher. too that added. I was like, let me get some more Lynn in here. Let me get Lynn back. <laughs> yeah. And then Lee, Lee busting out his acting chops yes, like he always yes, does yes, is yes. in here as specs yes uh so cute so cute we have angus sampson as tucker mm-hmm. and we have barbara hershey as lorraine who is josh's mother by the by by the way mm-hmm totally random she would have been an honorable mention if she didn't have as many lines as she does but barbara plays in once upon a time which is a show that i was like obsessed with when it was running (laughs) she played the evil queen's mother cora who was like the evilest queen to ever exist and she was just so good at being a baddie that when i watched this i kind of hated her even though she was She didn't deserve it, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, And also we have Ty Simpkins as Dalton, who we don't see much aside from him sleeping. Yeah. But he's there. Yeah. But he's there. He is out here. He's doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When he gets out here. Okay. Did you find anything funny? Any hee hee ha has. I did hee hee ha, not intentional. It's like 
you do this all the time where you pick something funny it's not supposed to be funny but I just yep. find it funny but I laughed when the little it's scary it's a scary scene but I just laughed at the audacity of the kid in the cupboard jumping out I was like what are yep. you doing <laughs> yeah wow you bold I laughed at that part too for a different reason (laughs) (laughs) this kid is just chilling in the cupboard and just playing games and like I said the rest of the scene is terrifying very great use of tension and stuff um but yeah when that happened I was like oh my god just get out of here (laughs) being ridiculous um so that made me laugh um but I mean like there are a few other small things that I could mention because I don't think I wrote anything else down but I do remember um in the beginning where what's her name Renee is talking to Dalton and they're going through their pictures and he's like oh how old you how old do you think I am and he's like old and she's like how old is old and he's like 21 I was like wow wow I'm ancient then he thinks I'm ancient if 21 is old apparently man we need to start digging our graves practically according to Dalton we out here (laughs) according to Dalton um but yeah those are the main two things that I because I thought you would touch on way more things I just kind of left it up to you most of my notes are like scary and visual to be honest um so I kind of left funny up to you Oh, wow. Well, thank you. I have, yeah, I have some funny, some F-ups, some scaries. Let's get into this. Um, So first of all, I was laughing at the little boy at first because he put Tiny Tim on, of all things. I think that was before, like way after his time, Mm -hmm. based on how he was dressed. So I'm like, so you just be sitting in the further (laughs) watching Spongebob and that was my logic is that he watched Spongebob and he's like oh Tiny Tim and then and then when he jumped out the cupboard Renee didn't even really scream she just crouched and cried <laughs> like, what else can you do she was so done she just moved she just moved to yep. a new place and yep. she's like okay this is it the, we're we're good we're solid everything's fine no little boy him running out the cupboard out the the little wardrobe was a little wardrobe Mm -hmm. and she just she just gave up she was just sitting there crying I felt her there I was like you know so sad um and then Tucker and his hot pocket I don't know why he came yeah I laughed that too yep telling people Oh, we we have to weed out the nutcases eating his hot I was pocket. Like, did you use their microwave for the hot pocket? Did you already I come can't. with the hot pocket? Like, what? <laughs> I can't take him seriously with that hot pocket in his hand. Um, and then the ghosts that were in Dalton's closet when they were doing that thing, they're basically using Elise as a human spirit box. And they were in his room and then everything started hitting the fan and the closet door swung open and there are all those ghosts in there smiling, just mm-hmm. waiting, creeping. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you happy for? The the demon is in his body right now. You can't even, you don't even have a chance. Why are you even here over there looking like you just won something, won a prize? Like, you weren't even in the running. There's a whole demon out here that you don't even have a chance. Why are you here? Why are you here? Open the door smiling. Just, I don't know. They make me laugh. It's like, it's just, you're not even in the re- in the race. Not even in the race. And then when uh, Josh had to go get Dalton from the further and they had Tiny Tim playing again yeah. when he was saving him. I'm like, okay, so now demons like Tiny Tim too. Okay. What is it? What is it about Tiny Tim? He's creepy. I, now I have to do some research. Yeah. What did he do? Why? <laughs> why do they like Tiny Tim? Ancient people and beings from before time. <laughs> bump in tiny tim like like spongebob they're like spongebob is a bot (laughs) 
And then I was mad at Dalton because he said he woke up tired and his mom was like, she was joking, but I feel like there's so much truth to what she was saying. You know, when people joke about something, but they're serious, they just say it in a lighter tone. She's like, oh, you're never going to sleep again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's totally what I was saying to my kid after that. He was like, I'm tired. She said, you're tired. You're tired? (laughs) (laughs) What you mean? We staying up tonight. Yeah. You're only going to sleep in the daytime. So those are... um, my main funnies and they have like a lot of little moments in there with yeah. you know tucker and specs with yeah, the flashlights yeah with things. just their dynamic in general like them bigger yeah. back and forth is just it really lightened the tone of the film when they mm-hmm. were introduced so. for sure for sure um what did you find cool quite a few things uh first thing i wrote down is it's also scary but the intro itself the very first scene like it came to me because I if you guys didn't know um Universal Studios Orlando and Hollywood did a haunt for Halloween Horror Nights based on Insidious and watching the intro it seemed like a haunt like you're going through these different sets you first go into the bedroom and then you turn into the hallway it seemed like a haunt to me I was like oh this is like Halloween Horror Nights. A haunted house you yeah. know exactly what you're going to be watching yeah um and I really really enjoyed that that was really cool how that was done. And then I'm going to point out our little Billy cameo, uh, the scene where Josh is actually at work um, at the on the blackboard behind him. There's a little Billy drawing that I saw. And I was like, oh, that's, we love Billy. Billy. We love some Billy, Billy. From, from Saw, you guys. He's, he's icon icon he's an icon i bet a crew member just drew it and they're like yeah just leave it there <laughs> like sure keep it keep it in other than that also uh to mention another the cool thing apparently the composer was the actor for the red face demon and i was like huh that's so random makes sense okay makes sense. <laughs> the dodges it, it looked like someone very artsy and modern <laughs> Didn't really look like a demon, just looked like someone really artsy from LA. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, I thought that was cool. I'm like, that's that's really random because I feel like composers are not typically the most outgoing, at least the ones that I've met. Um, they're just like they like to stay to themselves. They're like editors, they just stay to themselves in their room, <laughs> they don't talk to anyone. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, uh, that they you know had the composer in there. Next up, I think actually, mm, oh yeah, I mentioned this before, um, like in Ready or Not, um, I can't think of another example, but using a old school song and putting it into a horror movie is one of my favorite things, one of my favorite pastimes <laughs> in horror yeah. films. And I think this is one of the most popular examples of that. Um, I don't think anyone can hear Tiny Tim and not think of Insidious. So really, really cool thing. I want to put together like a playlist of or a video montage of like all these creepy songs that we hear in horror movies um but yeah that was really cool and I think that's all I have for cool to be honest okay you you covered a lot you covered a lot um I'm gonna add just a couple more things uh the score and the whole opening uh was very neat um, I didn't even think about it looking like a haunt, which is a great point. But for me, I felt like it told a lot about the story without giving everything away. I didn't even know if I wanted to put in my scary or my cool because the shots that they showed, even though they were stills, there are these black and white stills. There are things happening in the photos, like there are footsteps on the hallway floor or a chair with moves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really neat way to get the audience ready. It's like it's like a a appetizer, like getting your (laughs) palate ready, getting the palate ready. Like, what are we in for? What are we in for? (laughs) What's this going to taste like? Uh, Fear. Fear. (laughs) um so I thought that was really neat it was creepy but also they showed all of the important like rooms where something significant happens to the story I feel um 
And I thought that was neat because there's no relevance to it until after you watch the movie. Because if you're watching it for the first time, you don't know what all these images are. You don't know which house is what house and, you know, what's going on. And so um, I thought that was really interesting the way they did it. Um, They started it out with the spiral staircase from the first house and then they went into the second house. And if you're watching it for the first time, you don't know they're separate houses. You don't know the significance of the window and, you know, different things. So I, I thought that was really neat. And then they, uh, when Dalton went to bed the night that he hit his head, there is kind of a long shot of just showing him sleeping. And then the camera just panned over to the window, which was open and he, you had the breeze and the tree moving. And I thought that was such a clever way to push the story along um, because you're like, okay, he's sleeping and the window's open. No, no, no. Story-wise, later you learn that he's astral projecting. He probably opened that window. That showed him exploring. He said earlier he's an explorer. Um, And so... I thought that was a really creative way to like kind of push the story without telling us what the story is until later then it all comes together it's like a puzzle piece yeah it's very rewatchable like with these little details yeah that you're mentioning. um going back to character development um Elise is just so happy and nice yeah it's it's i love the way really great character. yeah i love the way she acted her character which i'll get into later but writing wise her dialogue just showed that she was very friendly and open and carefree um she walked in she's like oh hi i know who you are oh hey i've known you for a long time and the fact that she didn't give away how she knew josh she was just like i've been a friend of your mom's for a long time and oh i haven't seen you since you're little and you know everyone yeah. has that one parent's friend that be like oh you grew up look at you, you got big i was like who mm-hmm. the fuck are you and yeah so i thought that was um it said a lot about her character that she's like that's not my story to tell that's for your mother to tell Mm -hmm. and then that made Lorraine's character more important to the story because she Mm -hmm. had to come Mm -hmm. back and do that reveal to for Josh so I thought that was uh also Lee is just a great writer they had I I kind of I've been playing too much phasmophobia I think I was like (laughs) spirit book uh when (laughs) when Spex was writing in the book I was like oh wow okay ghost hunting 101 get a spirit book and then using Elise as a human spirit box with the like vacuum tubes and the gas mask Mm -hmm. and the headphones because I was like is all that really necessary I kept trying to think of a way that they could have another way they could have done that where you know she's speaking at such a low tone that it's just impossible to grasp it with the human ear and you know I got nothing so hey kudos to them mm-hmm. for, for MacGyvering away <laughs> making away they have their little inventions yeah. Jigsaw must have helped them imagine imagine if John imagine. if John just helped them oh make their equipment and their gadgets oh oh, that'd be great uh, but that's all I've got for cool what do you have for scary? Scary, quite a bit of things. You know, it's not happy-go-lucky in this film. Things are happening. Yes. Uh, things yes. are getting moved, creakings mm-hmm. and dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty wild. Uh, so first off, the sound, the, the creaking, the creaking of the red-faced demon. I don't like his cracks. Like he cra- it sounds like he's cracking his knuckles. Um, I don't like that very much. Uh, I, I really don't like that. Yeah. Like when you first hear him, it's in the attic with Dalton and you, don't, you just hear it in the darkness and it's just like, I'm like, what is that? Like, I don't It's like my it. knees I when I do squats. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so that gave me anxiety. And then, yeah, when 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 Dalton woke up, in their little 
I don't want to call it a seance, but like in their little their photographic spirit, the photographs, the picture flashing and everything, mm-hmm. him getting up and just yeeting everyone. I was not a fan of that either. I also think a really great scene going back to Dalton when the brother, cause it's sad. Cause the other siblings are going through this too. The brother freaking is like, yo, I don't like when Dalton gets up at night. And then you actually have the scene of him hearing sound effects and I don't know. That scene was a great use of tension. Yeah. Great use of tension. Cause you're like, okay, what are you going to see? What is happening? And he was MVP for closing the door. I was like, good job for not investigating. He was like, I don't want to, I don't want to see it. No, I don't want to see it. That's I'm none of my business. That is none of my business. Yep, that's none of my business. <laughs> He's like, that's none of my business. Um, the whispering on the baby monitor. Um, I feel like I've seen that kind of scare happened before with like using baby monitors i just can't think of anything right now um but whenever that's used i think it's a great sketchy sketchy thing because it's a man's voice mm-hmm. and he doesn't sound like an ally and then he's just like give it to me it's like who are you talking, yeah, talking to in my about, house like I that bro it. like what what <laughs> give it to me what yeah what Mm-mm. what what not is a it fan. not a fan not a fan uh so yeah when she runs upstairs and she doesn't see him and also when she goes into the when the alarm i think this is after the alarm goes off and she sees a, a man I, it was, it's not the red face man it was another man just chilling out in the nursery i'm like creepy, creepy ghost what? man creepy ghost man creepy ghost man but as i'm saying all these scary things i just want to say this is definitely a, this i didn't see it in theaters but i can see this being an amazing amazing theater experience just with the sound design and like i mentioned it's great use of tension in this movie in several parts just from the intro alone when, when insidious goes on the screen it's just loud and those strings are happening a lot of anxiety happens what else do i want to mention when the mom is having her monologue about the dream that she had and she's talking about the demon in the corner i didn't like that very much um not a fan of that not a fan of that and yeah i think those are the main things i wanted to mention in terms of sketchiness that happened in this film that i was not a fan of i just i just thought of something and i have a question after you mentioned the uh Mont lorraine's dream about a red face in the corner of dalton's room Mm-hmm. That was such a detailed dream, right? Yeah. Do you think she astral projected since it runs I mean, in the if family? If it runs in the family, I wouldn't be surprised. And she just always thought she was, you know, having dreams or whatever, but yeah. she could also be an astral projector. Yeah, possibly. Because I mean, she had a whole conversation mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. and She's then chilling. saw him once she recalled it out loud. Mm-hmm. So, and nobody else saw him. So I feel like she's a bit sensitive as well yeah. to these things. Very fascinating. Very oh, yeah. Fascinating. And then the the ghost lady in the pictures. I don't like that either. I don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Not a fan. What is she? At least was like no more pictures. At least was like no Just more pictures. Bring it out. <laughs> no. Yeah. A lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety in this film. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to point out off the top of my head. Okay, so for me, I also listed the opening credits for my scary just because of the shadows and the faces and things that were appearing in a lot of the imagery that, you know, if you're not, if you're just looking at the names of the people for the credits, which I also really like to do, mm-hmm. um, you'll you'll probably miss a lot of it. But if you're constantly like looking in the background and things, there's like shadow figures and like people and mirrors and things moving that shouldn't be moving that aren't quite as obvious. And Mm -hmm. um, so I I had that in there for my scary. It's like soft scare, soft scare, Mm -hmm. warming up for the scare scare. Um, Also, the scene where Renee went up to the attic for the first time and she turns on the light and the furnace cuts on yeah, for no reason. I was like, we're not going to talk about it. That's not, yeah, like, we're not going to talk about like, that. She was just like, huh, and went back downstairs. I'm like, a furnace, a furnace, fire. There's fire for what? I don't know why we weren't talking about it. We didn't it. talk about it. 
didn't want to talk about it <laughs> i wrote baby monitor spirit box um because that's happened to me before so i it it was like ptsd because i lived that uh when my family we lived in this creepy house when i was in high school and uh i would whenever i use the computer um and i was home alone and i have the speakers on um voices would come in through the speakers and they're having like very distinct conversations and it's like what what and then I would turn it off and turn it back on and it would still be doing it and I was like okay creepy so I just that made me think of that (laughs) and I didn't I don't like that um and then I was upset because there are a couple things that weren't talked about. So <laughs> when the other kid was like, I don't like when Dalton walks around at night. We're not going to talk about that. Nope. We didn't I would have like it. stayed up that night. I'm mm-hmm. like, is he sleepwalking? Like I would have put yeah. surveillance cameras. Mm-hmm. I would have, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, make a, I agree. Something figure out if my son's walking around at night. Like, so we're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. She just said, huh, why would he say that? <laughs> she didn't even say that out loud, but her face said it. Like, hmm, that's that's a strange thing to say. And then went about her life. Like, mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about it. Then uh let me see the scene where we saw the creepy ghost dude and the um, the alarm was going off mm-hmm. you remember creepy scene. ghost dude and Callie and Callie's room mm-hmm. and then the the whole scene was scary because it's it was overstimulating scene. if mm-hmm. I saw this in theaters I'd be overstimulated yeah, with everything that's going on I'd I'd be very anxious and I wouldn't even be able to watch I would just be like yeah. oh my god something's gonna happen that yeah. I'm not mentally prepared for and it was just the door specifically the door here's what's scary about the door being open it wasn't just that the door was open there is a latch on the door that latch was broken and just hanging there how someone was in the house and went outside is what that looks like right so it's like or something forced its way in one or the other Mm -hmm neither one sounds like a good time so I'm like with everything going on with seeing someone in the baby's room and then the alarm going off in the door and the latch someone had to have busted through the door for the alarm to go off it's just not a good time not a good time jumping on that scene um what makes that scene really great and when the scene ended I was like wow wow James and Lee both of you guys Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. after he disables the alarm the first time and he's like going through the house with the little poker or whatever Mm -hmm. he's going through slowly and it takes place mostly in a wide and I'll talk about that in visuals later but he's slowly going through and there's such a great use of tension and then the alarm goes off again and I was like imagine being in the theater you don't know like you're not prepared for the alarm to go off again a second time and I think that was a great scare um I was watching this at home so you know the and I was watching it late too so I wasn't like having it on full volume but I can imagine being in like surround sound and just being in that moment. And this movie uh, is scary. This is a scary movie. If you're looking for something to scare you, this movie will definitely be that. And it's PG-13 as well. So yeah, yeah. And then also uh, the creepy ghost man walking back and forth on the I did not like that. Balcony. I did not like that. I did not like that. That Mm -hmm. was. Mm Mm-mm. It took her too long to get up for me. The mm-hmm. first time I saw someone walk by, I would have jumped up and ran downstairs. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. Um, now, my last one was like the little boy, just because um, I don't need kids running around my house that aren't just mine. Just... just dancing. Once I saw someone dancing, I wouldn't yeah. have gone in there. He's the least scary of the ghosts. Like, look visually. Like he's less like sketchy looking, but like no, it's the clothes for me. It's the clothes for me. Just like because it 
Yeah, it, it wouldn't be as scary if he was wearing like modern clothing, I think. Yeah, I think that's what makes it more distinct. Cause I think, mm-hmm. I don't know what she was saying. I don't know if she thought like a random kid went in there. Cause I don't think she acknowledged that it was a, a ghost at first. She was like, oh, a kid. And then when she saw it was gone, I don't know. I think she was kind of in denial in the beginning of that scene. And then when she mm-hmm. went down the hallway and he wasn't, well, he was in the thing and he just hopped out. It was just sketchy. Playing with doors and stuff. Yeah, and, the whole door uh, thing. So the little minor details in that scene made her believe that was a ghost, especially his clothing. It's like you mentioned, like he wasn't wearing mm-hmm. modern clothing. Yeah, um, for sure. That's all I got for scary. What do you have for acting and visuals? Anything? Um, let's go ahead and start with visuals. Um, so I wanted to mention a lot of blue tint, even before we get to the further, which I think is really interesting. Um, it's kind of like giving us a little appetizer of what's to come visually. Because once we're in the further, it's blue everywhere. <laughs> it's blue as blue land, essentially. Fluorescent light everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I noticed a lot of blue tint in the in the parents' bedroom. Um, Dalton's little lantern is blue. Um, so, yeah, guys, watch it again. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a lot of just blue tint, tinted uh, scenes in that movie. And then... Next up, visually, I want to just mention the further as a whole. Uh, I would, I want to read the script and read what Lee wanted to see on screen because I just love the idea of the further. It just, it's so creepy. Um, just the name of it is sketchy, but I love how it's just like darkness, and then you're in these 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 houses that you're familiar with. It's just something is really off about it which is how my dreams typically go. I usually go to places I, I'm very familiar with in my dreams. Um, so like having it be really sketchy and dark and having these ghosts just st- like staying still in certain areas of the house is really creepy as well. Not a fan. Um, but I just love the visuals of the further. Yeah, I think it was just really, really creative how that was done. And just Astro, because we talked about Astro projecting in Nightmare on Elm Street as well. And we have mm-hmm. another, you know, this is a little bit more, you know, special, not, not really special effects, because it's just like changing the filter editing wise. But we and have fog, you have some fog. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, like I said, it's just darkness, like completely darkness around. It's almost like um, there's an absence of color at times, like it's grayscale. Mm-hmm. which is really cool looking too yeah I I love the like visually that it's it's really great in the horror in the horror realm I would say it's chef's kiss um I love the point of view of the Rolodex I think it's called a Rolodex camera uh, where he's like doing the blue light and flickering it really great use of a scare by the way but the point of using the point of view of the camera um I think that was really great visually as well and then Next up, I would just say, oh, acting wise, I really enjoyed the mom's monologue about her dream. I think that was really well done. Um, like you said, we, we, she's more involved than we thought she was going to be because um, she helped her move into the new house and then she leaves and then she comes back and it's like, okay, I got to tell you everything. Um, so I really loved her monologue there. And then I also loved Renee, well, Rose, who plays Renee. Her tears of when Brenda was, was telling just, her about the further. She was just like, I don't like this. Right. She had at one uh, point, she had two tears just fall straight to the floor. They didn't even touch her cheek. Yeah. They didn't even touch her cheek. They just she, she blinked in tears. Shock. To the she floor. was just like quiet and just like, what? What am I hearing right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked her acting in that scene and i think those are my main oh yeah and all the all the ghosts in the further like i said with them just standing still and just looking really creepy like statues um really well done um so kudos to those actors and yeah that's all i'm gonna mention in acting and visuals cool beans cool beans cool beans we had a lot of the same notes about that actually i also mentioned Rose Byrne as Renee the further freaking creepy also to go back to the opening again I know third time mentioning <laughs> it but the grayscale in the images in the um, opening credits could also be reminiscent of the kind of grayscale tones we see in the further 
um, mm-hmm. which is another could be another foreshadow. But also the fact that they the movie started out in black and white and then they added color slowly to Renee's face and the world around her. And I I keep thinking about why they chose to do that, why James chose to do that. And I'm wondering if, you know, the Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy was in her, you know, perfect little world, it was, you know, black and white. She was, you know, then transported to Oz, this world of color that was more dangerous. And um, I'm wondering if, that was also our tell that okay this is your Dorothy this is your main character and she's gonna have like you know a proverbial witch to fight um and so I don't know I was just I I really like that they chose to do that even though I can't figure out why or how it pertains to the story but I'm gonna figure it out and have a reach about it one day (laughs) what do you have for the FF. Oh, I got a couple. Got a couple. <sighs> Let's see. I oh my god. First of all, freaking when when Dalton is in the further and they're having that whole scene set up, and Dalton's like, please, please be quiet. <laughs> please, look, you guys don't know what I'm going through right now. Like I'm not and they're like they can't hear us and he was like they can <laughs> oh my god they heard you and it's like oh uh. so bad for him I was like leave the boy alone he he's like if I if I could do it I would do it like, you think I like being here like adult it's just he's like I hate it here that's adult yeah um yeah. so yeah that was an f up because we didn't have to have him to get possessed he that I feel like it could have been avoided low-key I don't know um so I wasn't a fan of that and then freaking when Josh is in the further I was like stop talking to those ghosts don't talk to them he was like asking everywhere his son was I was like you don't need to same yeah I wrote that down too I was like are you asking the ghosts for help they're not an ally those are not Not allies They're literally trying to take your child's body and you're asking them, have you seen, excuse me, have you seen my son? He's about yay big. He's wearing pajamas, I think. <laughs> I leave him ghost alone. That's what, that's what I wrote down. He has brown hair, brown eyes. Oh my God. That made me so angry. I was like, literally, Elise said, don't talk to no, like, don't let them catch on that you're not one of them you need to just mind your business while you're in the first that's basically what elise said mind your business look for him that's what they do they just mind their business yeah um so that was an f up and then i don't really i don't i don't i don't know why this was a thing that he decided to do in the further but as they are close to getting out, yeah. he decides to stop and t- mm-hmm. talk to the old woman. I was like, "He did." What are you doing? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, I I think it was just him confronting it. But it's not the on. time. We we are trying it's to not. stop it Let's right now. It alone. You didn't even remember her until today. Literally, like. like that made me very upset I was like why do you need to stop and confront her your son is literally asking you to come on everyone is telling you to you come gotta on. get him back to you have a mission but uh the pride and, and then he was like getting tired I was like man you better go um so that made me upset and then I also didn't understand Elise should have got back up when she knew when she knew, when she felt the presence of the ghost woman, she should have just acted regular and then- She tried, but she had already <laughs> reacted. No. It's hard to- But he was like fun because when he did expression. the hand thing, when he did the face, she made the face and then he was like, oh, is anything wrong? She's like, no, it's fine. She At that point, she went into the other rooms like, yo, let me take care of this real quick. Like she did not need to take initiative and take the camera and flash the camera that was not a smart mm-hmm. move i was like at least no that was not it that was not it mm-hmm. um yeah. but also very sad that she is no longer with us um because i don't remember how i don't 
I think I've seen two once maybe and I haven't seen three same here so. I saw oh, I two? saw two I have seen two I saw it once and then um we watched the uh prequel and yeah. covered it for the show where we get to see more of the leaves wait is insidious uh, is it in, are there four movies it's three and then the prequel or is it three I thought there were just three I can google it give it a googs um but yeah that made me sad because she like I said her character is just so amazing and if you don't remember anything about the characters in this movie you remember her she stands out very well um so there are three films um story and then the the prequel okay three and then prequel got it Mm -hmm. understood so four all together Um, so yeah I haven't I've seen two once and then three so I don't know I, don't I haven't know seen what three. Yeah, me either. I don't know what's going on. I think that's like takes place in the past. Anyway, we're not getting caught up in those other movies. Anyways, okay. <laughs> long right. story short, that should the photo should not have been taken. She should have called for help. And that's I think that's my last uh that's my last F up. F and I just want to mention that I love how they end on a cliffhanger like that. I love that. I love it. <laughs> Horror movies that end on a bad note. Open I love ended. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I was like, everybody dies. Everybody dies. Um, no. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's all I got to say about F-Ups. Wow. You like the unhappy endings. For me, the happy endings just make you walk away with some peace because it's like, after all of that, you need to know that things are okay and, and that the monsters I mean, I don't aren't going to come I don't want all of them to you. end. I don't want all of them to end on a bad note, yeah. but I love Saw. Saw is not a happy ending. I love how Saw ends. Right? Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for this, it's, it's crazy because um, there are so many similarities to this movie and Poltergeist. Yes. It was like our modern uh-huh. day Poltergeist. Sure. And I think that's why I didn't like it when I first saw it. Cause I'm not a fan like, of this Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. But it was done way better because in Poltergeist, they're like, leave the house. Yep. Literally just leave the yep. house. And yep. in this, it wasn't the house. And they did leave the house. They listened. Yeah, they had the money we, for it to move again. Lee like, and okay. James are like, okay. So what if they leave the house? Then what? <laughs> now like, what? Oh. They left. And, yeah, and it was like, like oh. <laughs> oh, okay. And it was like, Mm-mm, see, I would have got out of there. And then next day they moved. I think what happened was they, they bought the house, right? But then they they moved into a house that was for rent because it said it now like leasing. Yeah, now leasing. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's why they're able to move so fast. Makes sense, yeah. And they're probably doing like month to month or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just making a lot of assumptions now that I'm an adult. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like they should have made sure Dalton didn't have a concussion before putting him to bed that night um that's just not something that they showed Mm -hmm. so I have to assume they didn't make sure he was not you know like he could have passed out when he went to sleep like he could have yeah went like legitimately unconscious and couldn't function the way he normally would so you know the head injury could have had something to do with it also I said Josh is a punk. Josh is a <laughs> punk. And let me tell you why he's a punk. Yes, do tell. You're gonna work late. No, not not even working. Not even working, just yeah, sitting just, up at the school, sleeping until so was 10 he just afraid of the night. house? Was that you know what, what was that determined? Like he was just afraid to go I, home, or what I was his he, reasoning? I really... feel like he was afraid and he didn't want to deal with it. I wish and... they would have expressed that. For his character they they kind of know. did the the wife did renee did she said you always just avoid things when mm, they they get stressful I see, I see, like I see. Yeah, any yeah. kind of stressful situation you just mm-hmm. avoid it mm-hmm. so he's just been avoiding being at home because he knows something's wrong with the house he yeah. knows something's wrong with dalton and mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to deal with it so he just He's like, oh, if I stay at school, I don't have to deal with what's going on at home, which is a punk ass move because literally the night before, yes, three kids and a wife and literally the night before your alarm went off twice and the door was wide open, you're going to leave your wife and your three babies. They're not even like 
big enough to defend themselves they're still babies yep. you're gonna leave your wife and your three babies Trash. home alone until 10 30 at night Trash. do you know what time kids get out of school it looked like he was teaching at like a high school you know what time those kids got out of school yeah seriously like and he had to get up early at the latest like you know teachers have to get up early so he probably get home at 11 crash immediately and get back yep. up at like yep. six like yeah trash trash yeah. trash bro it's i he's a punk he's a punk he's a punk after a crazy night and a possible intruder gonna stay at work yeah. until 10 30 at night yeah. you don't care about your family you don't care. um i also jotted down um josh asking ghosts for help and getting distracted on the way out of the further um and also i just want to know how did no one hear elise getting killed like how did that's no why one i wouldn't hear? know that the house is not that he big was, like yelling at her and cussing yep. at her yep. and i'm like yep there's no power so there's no kind of machinery to kind of drown mm-hmm. that out and they're mm-hmm. just in the next room yeah um yeah. so what happened i mean there? possibly if we're gonna like I mean, I feel like supernatural, I feel like that's been a thing where you, the supernatural can like suppress sounds and noises in rooms. So that might've been a thing. They could have played a hand in but that he, possibly. But yeah, I would, I feel like that's I would happened be fine before. with that <clears throat> if it was just a ghost, but it was a human body, like a, like someone was in his body. So I feel like they don't have certain abilities that they would as a free spirit so yeah that's just that's just me though no, that's, that's what point. i got um what makes this a horror movie and what are the themes it is a haunted house flick haunted house uh sketchiness not a fan not a fan of the situation um <laughs> um so yeah if you guys like that subgenre of just haunted houses supernatural stuff this is for you um as for themes as to why this all had to happen uh hmm <laughs> um i feel like possibly like dealing with things head on not avoiding them because we had like we said we had uh josh avoiding his issues we had his mom that kind of like just stopped doing the photograph thing and just like had him forget about everything and I feel like he couldn't really prepare for himself for this battle that he had to just kind of jump into. I think if they, if he kind of just lived his life with just facing his, his problems like head on, head first, um, then this would have ended better, I guess. And then when he tried to do that, it was not the best time. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't trained. I told you, we literally that night, they were like, oh, there's this witch lady, this ghost lady. You might see her, uh, but go in there and save your son. Like that's basically he didn't get any training. It was just mm-hmm. go, go astral project into the further. Um, but I do think a, a light theme. I don't know if this is like the theme of the movie, but like I said, just the whole thing of facing your fears, facing your problems head on, and not avoiding them. Even like them moving houses it was just them trying to like move away from the problem instead of like dealing with this. Like, yo, what is the problem? Like you don't even well, know if it's a haunted fair, house they right. had just moved into the house when the problem started so i see why they thought it was the house he thought it he was didn't call just Elise. a coincidence yeah it was a, a coincidence that um like their son was also comatose at the time that they moved into this house yeah. otherwise i feel like if they were living in the same house they had been in for like years prior and this started happening mm-hmm. then they probably would have just called the lease they wouldn't have been like oh it's the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. because they had just moved like that's gotta yeah. suck like how yeah, could you I not agree. think it's the house yeah um but yeah that's definitely uh josh's issue with like not wanting to face his problems it was being a little punk yeah punk. <laughs> um, um but yeah that, that's what i'm gonna say with themes okay so yep haunted house movie with like possible possession and scary things it's it's got a lot of scares a lot of scares you got your jump scares you got your subtle scares scary time Mm -hmm. for the themes 
I I've been struggling to figure out what the theme is like what's the moral of the story and I feel like it's still kind of hard to say because it's you know the first movie of a franchise Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. I need to watch the sequel to again to remember how all this comes to an end in order to really say what the um what the theme is but knowing what I know about the series as a whole having seen uh the fourth movie in the franchise uh which we covered on the show the last mm-hmm. key um it seems the past always comes back to haunt us and that's a huge thing as well you can't just forget and move on it's gonna come up again mm-hmm. um and so it's just you know like you said just handle it before that happens so uh yeah I I don't have much of a reach here I think they're just trying to you know let's make a another scary movie and this one was it was scary it was scary I imagine in the theater like I was sitting in my home watching it on a tv with the volume low and I still had a hard time keeping my eyes open and watching it all the way through Mm -hmm. like I wanted to look away multiple times I think I did once or twice just like subconsciously decide to write something down when I know something's about to happen be like oh let me (laughs) write a note (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh definitely if you're looking for a good scary guys it is a horror movie what is your relationship status I definitely like this more than the first time I viewed it like I have a better I don't know I just I just separated it because like I said I was comparing it to Poltergeist before I wasn't a a good fan of Patrick Wilson at the first first viewing of it I don't know why most people Um, don't like him yeah I I had issues with him the first time like just in Um, any movie a lot of people don't like him in The Conjuring either I'm like why yeah playing his character I feel like because of the characters he play like Mm -hmm. people don't like the actor it's interesting that him and the conjuring and this character are kind of the opposites in some way because like you know josh is not a believer he's like doesn't believe in them and then of course in the conjuring he's like all about that life um but they're both like family men they have like wife kids and they try and help their family as much as they can um so i like that too but yeah i wasn't a huge fan of him or his the one who plays his wife either <laughs> i wasn't a huge fan of her as an actress either um but no this time around i definitely appreciate the scares way more this is definitely one to add to your Halloween list um, of like 30 days of 31 days of October or something. Great to add to a list. Um, it, I would say it's a little bit more because of all the scares. It's a little bit more advanced gateway horror, um, but it is PG-13. So if you guys want to show something to your kids that are like into horror stuff, you can go ahead and show them this. Um, but as for myself, I would probably I would buy it, um, but I wouldn't put it put a ring on it necessarily it's probably one of those like mm, every once in a while maybe like seasonal you know a couple of times a year possibly maybe more than that just call and say hey are you in town you know you want to come by mm-hmm. one one of those things one of those things i wouldn't watch it all the time because it's, it's intense it's intense right. yeah it's one of those movies that are so intense it's like once you watch it you're like do I need to watch that again really <laughs> yeah um I think I'll be okay but you appreciate it but and Lynch it's Shea a, is so amazing Lynch Shea yes. is so amazing it's a, a it really is a good film and um I think James and Lee accomplished everything that they set out to accomplish with it um and so you you have this love and artsy appreciation for about the same time it's like I'm I'm a little too scared to watch it I hate watching it by myself I hate that I had to sit through that by myself <laughs> you watched it every uh, day didn't no you though you watched sport. it every day it's gloomy outside oh, it's goodness. looking the night. weather is watch it at is night sketchy right now I think I saw I got some droplets of water when I checked my <laughs> mail I was like yo this is not it um and so yeah it's just it's one of those things that stick with you after you watch it because yeah it just it opened a door in in my mind I feel like it it did it does this for other people too maybe but 
Um, sometimes when you watch certain paranormal movies, you'd be like a little paranoid or whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time they get rid of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if there's an, a demon thing, they exercise it. Or if there's mm-hmm. ghosts, they do a cleanse or whatever. But with this movie, they just, they're like, okay, so there's the further, there's this whole thing that exists all around you. And there's constantly something there all the time. And we're just going to leave you with that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay. You can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of it. It's just always there. So then when you go to sleep, you're like, fuck, am I going to astral project? Do I do that? Am I going to, damn it. And then it's in there. It's in your mind. You're going to think about it. You're going to dream about it. So it's very much a psychological thing as well as, you know, a paranormal movie. Um, So that being said, it is a seasonal bay for me. I would also own it. I think I would own all James Wan and Lee Winnell movies, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Um, I I idolize them so much. Yeah, they're great. They um, are great. And so when anyone can be like, oh, because a lot of people don't believe in PG-13 horror movies, you can pull out this film like, yo, cap. <laughs> Most, I feel like a great horror movie is PG-13 because you don't need, mm-hmm. you don't need an R rating to scare someone. Yeah. Literally, it's, it's directing, it's, it's the cinematography, it's the yeah. music it's the editing it's it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the content of you know if there's going to be sex or gore like yeah. I even language I wasn't like, that bad like I said you can show this yeah. to a, you know a teen a preteen and show them just because there's mm-hmm. not a lot of bad language in this movie either right they have one f-bomb I think that's what got them the pg-13 rating probably and Josh. even when he starts writing in the book and says mm-hmm. all those but he's not oh, even yeah. saying the, he's not saying the words you just can read it essentially which mm-hmm. i think is really smart for them to do but yeah, yeah great pg-13 horror film yep agreed so we did it we made we it through that. insidious yes. you know how we feel about it um it's not that they're not good it's just that they're scary good you yeah. know you ever been with someone in bed that's just so good it scares you out yeah. of mind to hook yep. up with them again yeah but you're like one day I'm gonna be feeling dangerous and I'm gonna go <laughs> one back. Day. Yeah, not a lot of ha ha he he's in this movie. It's not it's not no. one of those films. No, there isn't. <laughs> a a lot to notice and pay attention to in the background. Speaking of background and things to pay attention to, it's time for our intermission. <gasps> and when we come back, we get a sounds like a horror movie. Yay! After a scary horror movie. Yes. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. I don't know. Stay (laughs) tuned. Hope you enjoyed our lovely intermission music. Got some, you know, water, got some snacks, went to the bathroom, so on and so forth. Um, so we're gonna say our businessy stuff before we hop into our our listeners admitted it sounds like a horror movie. Um, so we're on social media. I think you guys know this already. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Gorefriends. We have an email which is gorefriendspodcast at gmail.com. We have a Google voice number in which you can call. It'll go straight to voicemail and you can leave your own sounds like a horror movie and we'll play it on the show. Um, Or you can just leave some kind words or your uh, movie recommendation. We're on iTunes. And I know a lot of you guys are Apple fans. So if you have the time, um, just go ahead and leave a review for us on there. Um, We are currently at five-star podcast on iTunes, which is pretty fire. Um, So yeah, keep reeling keep bringing in those uh reviews for us we also have a patreon um you can donate one five or ten dollars a month um for various perks our five dollar tier is our most popular most popular um we have gorgane stickers you get access to our uh movie nights our bi-week bi bi-weekly movie nights um yeah and then you also get access to gore friends tv in which we cover 
um, various horror-themed television shows. We just finished Nosferatu, and that was a journey. Um, so go ahead and subscribe, and it helps us, um, you know, get new um, equipment for the show, pay for editors, and all that good stuff. And last but not least, if you are a musical artist or a podcast and you want your music or um, an ad played on our intermission segment of the show, just hit us up on any of the avenues that I just mentioned. And if we vibe with you, we will go ahead and play it on the show for you at no charge. So uh, yeah, that's our businessy stuff for this week. So yeah, this week we got a user submitted, um, sounds like a horror movie, from Mel the Mischievous, um, who also gave us a recommendation to do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So this woo, was... Woo. Woo, woo. We Thank love you, it when Mel. the community participates. Yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. We should just give out stickers for everyone who sends in their sounds like a horror movie. I'm just <gasps> saying. That's what I think. Sticker or a button. Yep, that's Sticker what I think. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Things are ideas, happening. Ideas. Things, are turning. things are happening. Um, so this was submitted on March 28th. So she says, in my hometown of Pasadena, there's this place called the Devil's Gate Dam. Sounds really sketchy. And it's known for being a stomping ground for the occult and has been known for paranormal activity. Before the dam was built, the Tongva tribe who inhabited Pasadena's Aero Seco um, believed the water running through the gorge sounded like laughter, which they attributed um, the sound to being the coyote spirit. In the 1920s, the Devil's Gate was built in order to control flooding. Towards the left side of the entrance of the dam, the natural rocks have a demon-like face with horns, hence the dam's namesake. In the 1940s, a group of occultists became interested in the area, believing the dam to be the seventh portal to hell. Among the occultists were, were Jack Parsons, who was one of the founders of Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and he found in a follower of L. Easter um, Crowley and L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. Hmm. Their goal was to bring forth a moon child, which they hoped would be an antichrist figure that would lead a revolution. In the 1950s, after Jack Parsons died in an accidental explosion, several kids went missing in the area around Devil's Gate Dam. Their bodies were never found, but a serial killer, Mac Ray Edwards, took credit for two of the disappearances 13 years after they went missing. He claimed that he was a construction worker at the time and had hidden their bodies somewhere in the concrete of California's freeways. Two other children disappeared, one after turning a corner in front of his parents and the other while returning to a YMCA campsite. To this day, some people believe that the rituals the occultists did opened a portal to hell and made the area a magnet for all kinds of dark activity. Rumor has it that walking that the walking trail to Devil's Gate Dam has some Blair Witch stick figures laying around. So if you're into paranormal investigating, I suggest going during the day. Oh, Mel, thank you so much for that submission. And I am aware of this place. I was actually <laughs> invited to go on a hike mm -mm. at this place a month or two ago. Mm -mm. And, you know, uh, you know, anxiety's a thing, not in regards to the Devil's Gate, but I just wasn't feeling going that day. Um, but yeah, I know of this place. It is a real place. Uh, sketchy, sketchy place. Uh, Sounds horrible. It's not That's horrible. Not a good time. It's advanced darkness out there too. Um, yeah. People that went, they were like, "Yep, it's a different kind of darkness out here in these streets." Uh, and I was like, "I, I believe you. <laughs> I believe mm -hmm. you." Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, if you guys have any kind of like history regarding haunted places in your area, you don't have to have been there or experienced anything. But if you guys have any like history of haunted places that you know of. Go ahead and shoot them over. We love hearing about spooky places. Yeah, yeah. And also, don't uh, go by yourself. Yeah, no, don't, don't do that. Yourself. Especially uh, to a place called the Devil's Gate. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't go. Yeah. I wouldn't go. Would you? Not alone. You go by Not yourself? alone. Not alone. Uh, I don't even know if I'd go with friends. That just sounds too you evil. Be you be trying to go. That's your limit. Anything with devils in it. Is that your yes, limit? Yes. Yes. <laughs> sounds too evil. It's advanced evil. That's that's as evil as you can get. Sure, like that's my limit of there's like place. there's paranormal activity and then there's evil. <laughs> like that's 
that's different that's different, different. like it different. someone someone died that can't move on and then evil like that's <laughs> that's a whole jump in the spectrum like i don't know i got you that makes why sense why people do that that makes I sense do that that that's makes evil. sense yeah sketchy it knows you <laughs> it knows you it's intelligent i can't i cannot oh, my cheeks my cheeks hurt um hey but- do you want to see the blair witch six though do you want to <laughs> see them after all of that did you learn nothing from blair witch project do you I- learn nothing oh my god you never yeah. know I no know. i don't probably just think- some of probably put it there for fun probably, probably i would it- I would, to yeah, be honest. Probably not even real. It's probably probably made it themselves at home. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this this looks like the Blair Witch campsite. Yeah. Lois just makes I would sticks. do that. I would do that. Lois of Keys. Oh, uh, I am that person that causes fear in Mm-mm. other people. <laughs> See, that's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That's our sounds like a horror movie. Um, thank you so much for the user submit listener submitted. Um, Melvin Mischievous, you're amazing. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in two weeks, you guys, with another episode. Oh, exciting story we'll have to choose. <laughs> excited yeah. to hear what she has to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys stay safe, stay cool, stay awesome. We appreciate you guys so very much. Um, and yeah, your story, you have anything to say before I close out? Um, bye, girl, friends and gang. Gore friends, gore gang, everybody. Just everybody. 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 <laughs> bye.